Hey guys, welcome back to another episode on the Corner Flag Talk podcast. I am extremely excited. I am very, 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 very excited to be here. As always, I'm here with Vigil. Vigil, how are you, my guy? Yeah, good enough. I'm just glad to be back. And right now, you know, we're still in our little preseason. Right now, we have, Technically our, we we have our own little preseason going on. Correct. But, but, but things about to start just now. On that note, I think that's a perfect segue. We didn't even rehearse that. I'll tell you how in sync we are. We're going to give you guys a quick rundown on how things are going to run with Corner Flag this season, which I'll also post all everywhere on all social media so people will know. Every Monday, our podcast is going to come out at 10 a.m. Every Tuesday, our FPL show will drop on YouTube at 10 a.m. Every Wednesday, we'll be having our UCR lives as well as some other interactive content at night. This will be around 8 p.m., 8.30 p.m. just to be finalized. Every Thursday, we'll have our article dropping again at 10 a.m. And every Friday, our YouTube is fully back. I will be showing our different content at 10 a.m. We're going to have different things from tactical corners to top 10s to rankings. Even fun interactive games where you can see the Corner Flag Talk team and our new partner, uh, Project Patwa, make some fools of ourselves while, you know, we provide some entertainment for you guys. But we are really, really excited. And above all that, our website is now officially launched. By the time you guys hear this podcast, you can check all our content out at cornerflagtalk.com i can't lie it feels good to say that yeah, feels really good to say that look I, i'm excited i'm really really excited to be here it's been a minute since we get to sit behind the mics we've been, been a minute since we get to do what we love to do virgil myself and this club that i spot mm-hmm. i've been putting me through a very different summer than yours has as of last week, Thursday, Manchester City confirmed that they spent a hundred million behind Jack Grealish. Arsenal, on the other hand, are haggling over if they're going to sign Lotharo Martinez. We signed Ben White or they signed Jack Grealish? Well, as oh, well. Now, nah, well, y- y- you know, both still, both still good signings because look around, Ben White is a decent signing. Mm. And we know the whole Grealish situation, Man City has spent a hundred million on him. Apparently, there was a hidden release clause in the contract there uh, was yeah so but before we get into that we want to discuss what's the biggest thing here and what everybody wants us to talk about is the fact that the goat lionel messi has decided to end his tenure at barcelona after spending the entirety of his career there since he was a teenager lionel messi decided to not renew and has taken the decision to leave barcelona after barca essentially in a nutshell decided against opting to sign off with the La Liga Federation that they would um, discontinue any plans for a Super League. And bearing in mind that they said no to this La Liga, said that they had to choose either sign off on the Super League, say that they'll never do it again, or they get to sign over Messi's contract. They chose the Super League, and therefore Messi said, nah, time to go. Mm-hmm. Now, Fabrizio Romano and everybody else is basically reporting that he's extremely close to signing to PSG. He'll link back up with... Neymar Jr. and it looks like he's going back to win the number 19. And now, look, before the season started, this preseason started, PSG already had a good side. 
And then they signed Hakimi, became a good side, a better side. Um, then they signed Sergio Ramos, and that made me feel like, yeah, now they are definitely favorites for the UCL. Just given that of his pedigree and his clutchness and his ability to win. Then they went and signed Messi. To me, that just like pushed the boat over. And Virgil, I just want to say one thing, you know. I saw something broke out today that PSG said that, look, they can't get fined for another three years. That's the next time they'll be audited by financial fair player and UEFA. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, they're going to try to win in the next three years. And whatever happens, happens. But I think this shows that the lack of respect that these clubs have for financial fair play because they just think, well, we'll do what we want. Mm-hmm. We'll win what we want to win. And then when they come down to our doors and tell us, oh, we've been bad, we're just going to just take whatever charge it charges. And so what if we get a, a band? Who cares? Yeah. You know, like all these clubs have gone through transfer bands so far, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Chelsea, and all of which have won UCLs in the last 10 years. Something like PSG is after. So PSG would say, well, okay, we'll break the rules, bring in all the talent we possibly can over uh, throw the Champions League essentially by just over flooding with talent and we'll take our trophy and go home. Yeah. I, and the main thing, the main thing you say there, and the key point for everybody to remember right now is finances. Because even, for, even for the Barcelona situation, a little behind the scenes with that is, remember like last year in August, Messi, Messi came out and told Barcelona that he, he wanted to leave. Yeah. It's the old crazy thing that's going on with Bartomeu and all that. And you know, he's another key, an, another key figure in this whole crazy saga that happened. Yeah. Then we remember how that resulted in the next season. Well, the following month after that, in September, last year, September, Messi said he wanted to stay. Mm-hmm. Now, with with the season, Messi having the season, having not Barcelona not really having a wonderful season, but Messi having a good personal season. All this happened, Copa America was going on, and we know a lot of things going on behind the scenes because, come on, it is Messi. Yeah. A lot of things, a lot of talk would be going on behind the scenes. And now it comes out now, it comes out now that actually Messi will actually want to want to sign the contract for Barcelona. Yeah. What I, what I was um what I was um reading about it. What does offering Messi was a five year a five year contract. Yeah. Where he will he will earn the amount of money he earns in two years. Mm-hmm. So Messi was taking taking a fifty percent wage cut. Yeah. Yeah. And that the problem is not trying to agree with that. Messi agreed. Messi was going to sign a Messi father who's the agent was they was okay and he's going to sign up for that because Messi wanted to stay in Barcelona. Mm-hmm. But again, as we as the, as you pointed out, how teams don't respect. You know the high, the the financial structure set in place for them. Barca right now, remember Barca, remember La Liga have a wage cap, and yeah. Barcelona's over that wage cap by a lot, crazy amounts. It was a lot. They can't even register the players that, that the free agents they sign. Yeah. So it didn't come down to a case of it wasn't it wasn't Barcelona didn't want to sign Messi, it wasn't Messi didn't want to sign. They basically hold off this power move because Barcelona really said, you know what? We are Barcelona, this Messi, Messi is La Liga. We go into we go into um hold this and say that okay, Messi, if La Liga don't allow us to break to continue breaking the wage cap to keep this this financial asset, then so be it. And, and, I and La Liga thought, Yeah. And I sure they thought that that given that that La Liga are well aware that um, but that Messi is who he is, that they needed it now. But yeah. that they needed that branding aspect at least now for the league because the truth is Messi leaves now. And the truth is, there feels like there's a lot of wow factor that is gone from the league. There feels like if that even when Ronaldo left, that you know Messi had nobody to compete with. Yeah. And then now we are now at the point where it was just really Messi that people are tuned in for. Now that entire factor is gone. And 
I saw La Liga taught well, Barca can't afford to lose Messi either. So we use this as leverage for them to get her to sign off on that the Super League will be no more. Yeah. And I saw that they thought that, yeah, there's no way they're going to choose the Super League over Messi. And I think this shows how driven these clubs are to go towards the Super League yeah. model, that it doesn't matter how big you are. You could literally be the best player of all time, that you're going to still end up on the chopping block if it means you stand in the way of us getting the Super League. Yeah. And I think that the Super League is there to come back. I think it's going to raise head in a couple of years, maybe two, three years, maybe even sooner than that for all we know, that because um, Florence, you know, Perez is still very adamant mm-hmm. that all these clubs are signed off on it, although... Um, I know that the six Premier League clubs that were invited, still in Spurs got invited, but the six Premier League clubs that were invited um, signed off on something with the FA that they cannot go, they cannot join the SFL, ESF, ESL, and that in the event that they do, they would be relegated down to the forte of English football and started a 20-point deduction, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um that being said, it is a crazy move, and I think this is one of the craziest windows of all time. I think we've gone from level to level with how these these transfers have been going because I think it started off with Jadon Sancho, boom, big block blockbuster yeah, move to United. Then another big move in the fact that Ramos left and went to PSG. Then another big move with Varane leaving Real Madrid and going to um, mm-hmm. going to Manchester United. And those moves enough were like the fact that those two um, Galacticos and themselves left Real Madrid to, to go to other clubs. And in some sense, it felt like they were taking step downs in the sense that PSG have never won the Champions League and nobody yet has managed to change that. Who's the same Ramos would have? And then now there's Varane who's taken a step down to a club that has been very inconsistent in their European performances and only recently went back to back in the top four for a little while, right? That was big enough in itself. Then now, this entire Messi thing is going. No, wait, even before Messi, Grealish and Kane now are rumored to these $100 million moves yeah. to go to Man City. One is completed. The other one, if we all be real, we expecting it to happen. We expect Daniel Levy to play it out. And he's going to want to just ask for a little more, a little more. And the way that Daniel Levy tends to move, he's going to take every crumb that he could get. So even if they're gone, he wants $150 million, as close to that margin that he can, even yeah. if it's 100 and. Five million five hundred fifty-five dollars. He's taking every little bit of money. Can he just trying to maximize it? But he know he's going. I yeah. think. And and I've talked about 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 having just putting add-ons in place because again, it's not a case of of, of he don't want. He just want. He just want the money. He want yeah. the money. And even if it has to come in in the in the span of three years, he he will take it. And he Daniel Levy has never cared that. about the football club in the sense that like yeah, this asset is unsellable. Like dog, with all due respect to Dortmund and people like to call him the selling club. Dortmund didn't budge last year with Sancho. Yeah. They kept him. You know, they aren't budging with Haaland this year. But Tottenham sells their players. Mm-hmm. You come with the right offer, they sell their players. It, it happened with Bale, it happened with Ericsson, it happened and with Kane right now. Mm-hmm. It, it is inevitable that this is what's going to happen. And I, I don't think that it is far-fetched to say that it will happen, right? Then now this week happened where Grealish got confirmed. Messi is now leaving Barcelona and... The last big bit of news, unless I'm missing something, is that Romelu Lukaku is now on his way to Chelsea. The Belgian is going there to run it back a little bit um, after spells at West Brom, spells at Everton, a not-so-good spell at United. And now, in my opinion, I think he's a top-two striker in the world. The only person I wanted to put at him at this moment in time is Lewandowski, but I, I really can't put anybody above him at this moment in time. Uh, anybody else, sorry, above him at this moment in time. And... He's going to Chelsea now in a $112 million move. And that's, that's obviously before Adams and stuff like that. But this window has been crazy. And I yeah. think this shows how clubs, especially the Premier League clubs, are not catering for like 
financial fair play or whatever you know it is what because doing? Cause like look even at Arsenal look and I mean like I clung at them and I will continue to clown them until the moment that I see in these men holding up these jerseys dog eh? but right now the rumors are is that they look at the pay sixty five million for Madison they look at the pay another sixty five million for Lautaro Martinez they look at the bringing a keeper a right back and as in addition to the fifty million we don't spend you tell me Arsenal heading towards a two hundred million dollar plus window. Yeah. That is that is crazy. That's unheard of, and I've never expected that even in my wildest dreams of of actually having high expectations for ourselves. Whenever that was like like five six years ago, mm-hmm. you know, these clubs don't care. And I think what we are also seeing is that the Premier League is where all the money is at. The Premier yeah. League, PSG, and to some extent Bayern, but Bayern never really have been, you know, big spenders. But per the, se. the whole the whole German league, but the whole German league is is, is different really. So the finances in the German league could it it it, it um. You're not really in trouble right now. And, yeah. and, and if you notice, if you notice, a lot of the teams targeting many of the teams and the leagues that, that have been affected by the pandemic. Yeah. Because right now, La Liga's in terrible trouble. Yeah. La Liga sold the rights. They sold part of their rights to some, I can't remember, some foreign, some foreign, I, can't, I don't even know. But the clubs right now, in, the clubs right now in La Liga in trouble. You could go and bid for, 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 you could go and bid for players in La Liga and you don't have to spend much money to, to get those players. No, because La Liga, uh, Liga, uh, and the Serie A, especially Inter, yeah, are in, really going through it. Yeah, Inter um, going through it twice. Twice, people, uh, twice as hard. Multiple people are asking this, so I'm going to just answer it one time. People have been asking you why it is that Inter has a sell-off. Simply because um, Inter's investors are from China. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happened is, is that in the last couple of months, uh, I think it was around November, somewhere there, December, there was a legislation passed in China that ordered all of its investors to start investing in the market locally due to the COVID effects so that they could get their pandemic back up on their, their economy, sorry, back up and moving. Therefore, they had to pull out of the money that they were expecting to get from Inter and now Inter decided to be run at an extremely low cost. That resulted in the players not being paid from since November. I actually don't know what's the latest on that per se. But that is why Conte left. Yeah. Conte left because he knew he was not going to get any money to spend on any players that they would have to sell their best assets to get money. And I read something last night from um, Calcio Merca, one of those Italian reporters that said that every player has a price tag at Inter right now. You match that price mm-hmm. tag, they are not standing their way. They are taking them to go. Yeah. The Vrai, Lotaro, Lukaku done gone, Hakimi done gone, Barella is up Barella, for sale. Yeah. This side that I said on this podcast before and I st- stood by it that if they had managed to stay together, I believe that they were getting ready to go into a dynasty. Yeah. They were so good. They just needed to keep adding on the talent they already had, but they had Hakimi, they had Lukaku, they had Lotaro, Borella, Askrinia, De Vrij, Bastoni, so many talented players, though. And I genuinely think that, dog, if I was any club, like, dog, Arsenal, look, if I keep it up, I would go and take Kardanovic in a second, dog, a second, a second, a second. And the other thing which that I wanted to ask is that I think over the next two to three years, English clubs while other clubs, I, I don't think people really fully understand the ramifications of this pandemic. But I think over the next two to three years, English clubs are going to dominate the talent market mm-hmm. because they are the ones that could pay the wages and pay the fees. Mm-hmm. Look at how, with the exception of Vera, not Veron, um, Ramos and Messi, and well, Hakimi, but PSG has money. PSG has money, right? Yeah. But PSG and, and like I said, Bayern are the only two clubs outside of England that actually have money. But look at how the English clubs are, are moving crazy right now. You know, uh, Christian Romero just left Atalanta, who are a steady Champions League club in this area right now, to go and play for Spurs, who are in the conference European League, yeah, though. 
Them men had their names written on their back of their kit with yeah. a marker, dog. Play the darling. Men coming out in the, in the fan version of kids. That level <laughs> low. Hey, speaking of fan version of kids, I sell the kids, dog. Let me show hit bump for that. Yeah, um, I appreciate that. But yeah, dog, the level low. Uh, but yet he's left and he's come to the Premier League for that. Somebody was asking me that, why these clubs just leave like Lazio? Like, uh, was this Manuel Felipe Anderson left Lazio to come come West Ham? Uh, Lazio going to play in Europe, West Ham not going to play in Europe. I was like, dog, one... Their image rights are going to decrease a lot coming mm-hmm. into there. They become all of a sudden more marketable back home, that kind of stuff, so therefore they get more money. Their wages are a lot more. And the prestige of playing in the Premier League just attracts players a lot more. And and that tends to, for some reason, continue to beat. I'm not saying it's right, but it is the fact of what it is. It continues to beat clubs that are in the UCL and even in the Europa League and that kind of stuff. You remember Andre Schiller left out, but they going to play for Fulham? Exactly. Why? Like, like... Like, it's just a thing. It happens like in the Premier League. Wages and exposure and marketability is just unrivaled to other leagues. And that is why these teams will uh, will leave. Like, I remember um this guy, Anderson, Joachim Anderson, who just went Crystal Palace. Yeah. Um, He was at Fulham last year. And he left Leon to go Fulham. Leon, who just came out of a Champions League semi-finals, to go and play for Fulham. Mm-hmm. Who get relegated. Mm. That, that is the difference we're talking about here. But yeah, Virgil, you can tell me what you think about that because I think they're going to dominate the talent. And in our result, also the last four UCL finals, Virgil, we've had um, five English out of the eight finalists being English teams, mm-hmm. right? Out of the last four finals, two of them have been English team winners. Uh, sorry, out of the last three finals, sorry, two of them have been English league winners. And I think that we are going into a little era where English teams are just going to have so much talent that they're going to dominate. Like, dog, I just fight Dog United for their tactics all the time, but I think they're going to become one of those teams that are so talented, it doesn't matter how basic all their tactics are. Mm-hmm. They're going to just be that good. And they're going to just beat teams on the fact that they are just that talented. Chelsea are Champions League finalists, and they just signed what I think is the second best striker in the world, in the peak of his powers. Mm-hmm. Man City are now gearing up to spend 200 million on two men, dog. After already making the Champions League final last year. Liverpool, people expecting them to bounce back. Uh, there's rumors that they're going to go after Saul from Atletico Madrid. Who I think would be a perfect cog to come into that side. It's big move. And look, Arsenal f- and deserve every bit of ridicule, ridicule that they get. A rumor to sign Lotaro Martinez from the Serie A champions, dog. Madison, who is in Europa League and just won the FA Cup, just beat hey, this is the only community shield. Yeah, yeah. It's rumor to come apparently he is willing to come there and leave Leicester out. Look, I think that there's such a power move going on right now that English clubs are setting up themselves to have a somewhat La Liga S dominance that what La Liga had over Europe for the previous ten to fifteen yeah, years. And cause and you always hear that conversation about now when you had the debate of which league is the best and they they rank that based off Champions League and whatnot. Look at the prem. If you look at if you look at the best players in in each position, you could find most of the players in the prem in the prem right now. Yeah, majority big talents that was shaking that was shaking the world stage. Attracted to the prem. Look, that Sancho move is a big move. Correct. This man back in the prem, they Correct. are going to want to watch the prem. Yeah. Varane is in the prem. You're looking at at small teams like you're looking at the mid table teams pulling these big players because this is not, not something that happened just this season. Even before, you've seen a lot of promising talent being attracted to a lot of mid-table teams those mid-table teams can't offer not really going to offer anything that big other than you come in you're getting a good you're getting a good paycheck you're getting to play in england very competitive league and mm-hmm. you and, and who and who knows because remember who knows 
majority of players that are attracted to those mid-table teams, they have they know they still have a shout to, to get into Europa League and whatnot. And even as you, as you say, we clung United and whatnot here and there. You know, United make Europa League finals. Yeah. United lose that final, all, all came down to them doing that to themselves. And on yeah. pe- look at that bizarre way that, that, that happened. If United had, had go on to, to win that, look at the two the two teams. Now keeping it keeping it with um, Villarreal. If you put both of them back in that position right now, you expect United to win. You expect United to win. Who is that when you decide that United have now? Look you at know? look at going going in the Champions League. I'm pretty sure a lot of a lot of teams are going to fear the English opposition. And look, look, Sumaria left the league off oh, when yeah. UCL in the next they're gonna be in the UCL next year to come and play for Leicester. You know now, okay, Leicester's a good side. Leicester's a good yeah. side that, that you expect to get. Either a good move or eventually that you expect that they are building to be something good. Yeah. You know? But look, Leon really left by Leverkusen, a serial team to be in and out of the Champions League to be for Aston Villa, who's fighting relegation the year before. Yeah. You know, these are big moves that we're talking about here, you know. And I think that England is in a place that they could assert dominance over the Europe. And it really just comes up to how well they press home that advantage over the next years. Look, I, I'm hoping that this is the case because I'm hoping that for some reason, you know, Aston might should get back into that. I have no hope of it. Um, I don't want to get into predictions and what we expected for the season so far because we are doing a live on Thursday where we will get more involved with that kind of stuff. But yeah, um, I, that's what I expected. Look, I still lost the Spurs today at all, though, and <laughs> though, I just, I, if I tell you, I am so disconnected from this club right now, though, it, it, it pains me to even admit it, you know, but it, it, I am. You know, like, I, I get to feel really excited. Like, I'm excited for football to come back, though. I really am. I miss it, though. Like, you know what it was to go from the Euros where we had football three to two times a day, so now we have nothing, dog. Like, it's not the same. It's not the same at all. You know, um, other than that, we just really want to welcome you guys back. I refuse to believe that that is all we have to talk about no, without know. going into the preview. I really don't want to go and delve into like yeah. what we expected for next season and that kind of stuff because that is what we had the preview coming up for. But um, look, other than that, United, I think people are expecting to come back to be title challengers this year. I think as of right now, um, I think Pogba is going to stay. I didn't think he was going to stay before, but I definitely think he's going to stay now. I think because, like, I don't think there's anybody that could buy him. Mm-hmm. All right. This is what I was going to ask you before, Richard. Look at the financial troubles that Barcelona are going through, right? They need to sell. But tell me, Virgil, outside of mm-hmm. the men that they want to consider untouchable in Fatty, Frankie, and Pedri, mm-hmm. right? What would you even buy from Barcelona? And, and I'm not counting like the pie because he now reached. No, yeah, no, and and, ev- and even even that because like, remember the pie was available in the market for for little to nothing, and people a lot of teams then then really buy him. Yeah, but this is some this is something that again this is something that you can't be surprised at. This Barcelona team right now, they had the good days and they were trying so hard to hold on to the good days, but. This Barcelona team right now look, is looking like they're in trouble. This Barcelona team looking like it. And I'm not, I'm not going to say Barcelona alone. Madrid as well. No, I never talk about like if you're supporting City. Let me say you're supporting Leicester. Who is yeah, signing? Like if, yeah, you, if you support, if you support, there is nobody, if you want to go through, nobody go and sign Umtiti. Nobody go want, want to sign Longley. Nobody want to sign no, If I tell you, dog, it's a good thing we wasn't doing podcasting. 
I was so upset after that France Salon game, you know. Like, oh, I had no clue how pissed I was, you know. I seen Paul Pogba playing one of the greatest midfield clinics yeah. of all time in my life. And then I had these clowns doing all kind of shippiness and he walking it out. I was so pissed. But yeah, go ahead. You're looking at um at Jordi Abadi, at somebody who um no Jordi Abba, then you have surgery with so a player that Barca is trying to ship out. Barca is trying to offer everybody, everybody um to, to a chance to sign them. Nobody mm. want them. You're going at you're looking in the midfield, Pianich. This man old. Looking at Busquets. Busquets is world class, but again, old. He's old. Yeah. And you really expect Busquets to go to a faster league and expect to hold up in a team that's yeah. not so possession heavy. You have you have um one of your record signings that right now just Lyman and everybody else club, but you own and perform and performing oh, well, except for you, Coutinho. Like yeah. Barcelona legit investment in Coutinho for everybody else to benefit. And Kumadich was trying to offer offer Liverpool chance to it sign this man back. It will never not be funny. The fact that Barca had to go and pay Liverpool an extra eight million because he win the Champions League that for Bayern, though. No, and, and from just those little things, this Barcelona, this Barcelona team is just run so poorly. And for those that that you know relish in any moment right now of, of the little downfall that happened in Barcelona, and right I funny now. Okay, I like. all credit have to go towards Bartomeu. 100% though. He left this club in a bang. This man, he just did this. He run up the wage bill. I can't believe he's a real Majid fan. This man, the fact that he was present, I don't know what happened, but I would always say, I don't know what, happened, what, what beef he had with this club, but he was the reason to run up the wage bill. He run up the wage bill. He's the one who signed off. He was there when Barcelona signed off with the other clubs about the wage cap. Yeah. Run up the wage structure. And then and then leave and then leave um Laporta to just be like to clean up this mess. Yeah. No, it's crazy. Like I okay, like who is okay, who is that unless the Arsenal or? Like the only players that I would sign if I was there. Nobody want like, nobody want Usman. Yeah, you don't want Usman. <laughs> you don't want them players. Like no, I don't know Usman come on in the Euros, right? And I remember he come on, hit the post. I was like, ah oh, boy. All right, serious Usman, come on here. Then there's one clung sat up played on and he get injured and come up. Like, don't tell me if that'll just sum up. Who's one them Billy right now? Like, no, outside of Fatty, Frankie, Pedri. And I would, I would argue Des, though, because I would take Des on my club, dog. Until still again. There's nobody you would take. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nobody you would touch, dog, in that, in that club, dog. Like, who are you taking? You know what, Longlet? You know what? You know, Pique and, and Alba and, and Busquets for 1,000% respect for what they've done over the careers. You know what I mean now? You know what I mean now? So then now, we go into that season now where there's no Messi to cover up your, your, your failures. Uh, Messi just finished having 64 goals and assists by the end of the, the Euros. How many years? Cooper. Uh, for in 2021, 64 in a calendar year goals and assists at 34 years old. Dog. That's crazy. What are you gonna do when he's not there? You can't sign a replacement. I mean, there is no replacement, but you can't sign somebody. And the players in your club have been underperforming. Yeah. What are you gonna do? All of a sudden, you gotta turn to continue and hope that he become consistent. You got to change the whole side of fit, Griezmann. You got to change the whole side of fit, Aguero, who couldn't stay fit for two games straight last year with City. That's he spent crazy. more time logging in online hours with Fortnite than playing City. Yeah, buddy. He's a little bad, though. Yeah, like. yeah, he loves, yeah, he but you get my point, dog? Like, yeah. it, it, it's so shambolic. Like, I kid you not. Now, trust me, dog. I, if anybody hear me talk about this stripper club, I the support, dog. You would swear he's a Spurs fan or something, though. The way I hate these players, and I hate how the club is run, and I hate the state that we are, and I fully recognize 
that we currently play at the level of a mid-table club. I still expect us to beat Barca. Yes. I still expect us to beat Barca, dog. On God, I expect us to beat Barca. I, if we lose to the state of Barca right now, dog, best we just fall up and go and get relegated one time, dog. On God, dog. I wouldn't even take a gamble on Coutinho, dog. No. I, I mean, I'll be real honest, dog. I mean, any day everybody's uh, agree with me at some point, but I always thought Coutinho was inconsistent. Uh, even at, in his time in the Prem, the irony is that the only time he actually was consistent was the year that he left, and he left halfway through the season. So in my eyes, he even do a whole season consistently. Yeah. You know, but, but you know, every these clubs are in so much shambles. Though, like Juventus are haggling over spending forty million on tell who's one of the brightest Italian talents to have out there. Though. Why are you haggling over that price? Roma can't even call for 20 million for Jacques Adam. For whatever men think, dog, he's worth 20, 25 million, dog. Yeah. Especially having, dog, the logic that clubs is used all the time is that, oh, well, you know, he was with this before, right? But then he went Euros and he had a good performance. So now we had to add an extra 5 to 10 million on him. Jacques went to the Euros and had a real good performance. The only game they get knocked out, they lost, yeah. is the one that he didn't play. Sorry, the, the, the game in the knockouts that they lost was the one that he didn't play. Mm-hmm. We didn't tackle no money, but then went off with 13 million. Was that what you go and buy with 13 million in the market now for? Why yeah, exactly. it had nothing? It's actually so interesting to see Mourinho there. And oh god, it's gonna be so funny all of a sudden. No, but no, you know, Messi going PSG is so big, eh? and not just because you know his time of boss is over. I I don't think we ever had this conversation about like who we think is the best player of time. Uh, I think it's Messi. I don't know if, if you think the same way. Um, now between me for between in that position, I just say Messi. But like in the whole Messi versus Ronaldo debate, dog, the last leg that anybody in my eyes actually had to stand upon was the fact that Messi um didn't do it somewhere else. He is just about to end that. He's going to win the league. Mm-hmm. He's going to at minimum reach the semi-finals, the Champions League now. And like before the complaints about that he didn't have any help, dog, he's literally going to have the any help that he could ask for. He's going to have one of the best center backs of all time behind him, dog. He's going to have one his best friend back next to him, dog. Who, him and him, the two of them is like Batman and Robin. And he's going to have the face of the new generation of talents on the other side, dog. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, dog, it is literally all or none for him to win the Champions League. Like, dog, when Ronnie went UV, yeah, you thought, yeah, they should go out and win the Champions League. Yeah. But nah, this PSG feels like it is. All or nothing, this Champions League, though. And, like, and it, it, it's it's funny if you bring up the Ronaldo and Juventus because that 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 another another talking point we can get into. Like what, like if you feel the talent, if talent could could if 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 you look at look at those look at all the teams right now with the quality players, which one do you feel more important, the talent or the tactics? Because I think talent is kind of. Ouch. Like, okay, I think when you have superior, like, top-tier talent, look at United last year, dog. Their tactics was, like, mid-table at best, right? Yeah. But because you are having a best midfielder in the world in Paul Pogba, one of the most high-output players in Bruno, and you have two of the best talents in, in like, San, in, not Sancho, in Rashford and, and um, Greenwood and Cavani and stuff, like, the talent, it was just so much better that it overrides the tactics. But I think tactics help you when uh, close to level with the other teams. Yeah. So like if my ability level is about, like let me say a 10, yours is like 9, 8, mm-hmm. tactics can help me get past you. Yeah. You understand? 
So yeah, because I because I would always say, don't get me wrong. This Messi going to to PSG, it doesn't seem to me it doesn't seem. And I guess that um, that might be different because it, See, because the, because, the, the because the because the team that I support. But I don't feel this Messi going PSG thing is going to be that dominant that people think. You know, you don't I think so. I don't think so. I honestly, I honestly will say this this Messi going PSG is a front three, a Lamborghinis, and a midfielder fields. Yeah, but how you that's can what, see that's that? What, that's how, how I how I see it. Cause I feel like coming on to it. I feel like Messi was the missing piece in that front three, but I feel like a quality team. I feel like if you put if you put uh, put Chelsea or Man City up against against PSG, they go on they go on they go on past. I like PSG how you only mentioned. I I promise you all he only mentioned Chelsea because he beat them in the finals. No, know? no, because I, I am I don't I, would, I not I listen say, to you. I, I would I no the reason why I would I would say Chelsea. I don't I would believe Chelsea. you. I don't believe because you. Chelsea. You are literally you. only saying don't. Chelsea because they watched all it three times this no, year. No, not well. No, and again, I would always say the reason why I say Chelsea is because. So you're not salty over that final. I saw I saw salty over the final. All right, exactly. Players like George, you know, prove me, prove me wrong. I feel yeah, like I feel like I feel like I that's it. I feel like with tact, that's it with tactics. But Porsches are good tactician though. Yeah, but uh, I can't. I, uh, I, don't hear me, nah. Don't I can't see Porsche. Okay, is a yeah, quality but listen, tactician. listen. I have all the respect for Ronnie, right, dog? But dog, what put Ronnie in the same category as Messi is his ability to just be clutch, right, dog? Yeah. But it isn't necessarily ability wise because as he went down in his career and he won more and scored more it's just because he fine-tuned his game to become a, a monster in and around the box right but Messi now changes your entire team's level you know it's not just about having somebody to score but he does everything else too and I think that that now that is the kind of talent that literally pushes you that much mm-hmm. further you know like I think Obviously not in the same way because it's messy, right? But I think yeah. Lukaku going to Chelsea like literally pushes like dog. I'll be honest, so Lukaku doesn't go to Chelsea. I favor City to win this league on God, right? Now that kind of mm. gives into what I was going to say on Thursday. But Lukaku going to Chelsea now has me thinking, dog, they can win this league. They can't win this league. Are they? Are they? Anybody might lose short run at Ruben Diaz these days is just flow him. So. Yeah. Virgil, you already told me that Johnson is better than Ruben Diaz. Dog, Johnson is better than Ruben Diaz when it comes to the, um, you know, passing, passing and all that. Passing and reading the game. Defending wise, Ruben is a monster when it comes to defending. Ruben is, Ruben is, Ruben is, just throw everything in. You know, Ruben is reminding me of why. I didn't know when he was a little child and you don't want to stop playing outside, so you might just grab your hand and drag it back inside. I would never just do it when you feel it. Just drag it around the place. I don't know about that. You know who knows about that? Kai it. Yeah, no, so like I was saying. <laughs> you see, I had to use other teams to clock here. Can I use my own dog? Like, dog, right now, City and Arsenal are in this pattern where there's either they flip a coin before the game and decide, okay, we either gonna win one nil and defend on the game, or we're gonna hit them three nil and the first half, hit them hard, 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 and second half come out and just hold the ball down. And they just flip, if they flip a coin, dog, I kid you not, you go across Arsenal results versus them over the last three years is one of them two things. They score early, sit back for the rest of the game. Or the first half, they rampage. We dogs score three goals and then sit back second half. Nah, and, and but, but going back to what I was saying, that even when you bring up the, the whole score early and sit back, I, at the end of the day, that's just still tactics. I would but say... Man, it's not like you probably need to do that. I would, no, but I would say another example with that, but I, I'll, get, I'll get back to, to, to the whole PSG thing. 
another example I'll say with that. Put a slightly better manager in that Manchester United team, Manchester United win the league. Well, duh. For sure. Easy. Well, obviously. Put, put, you see. No, with all due respect to Ole, I look, I have gained respect for Ole over this last year in the sense that I think he's a really good man manager. Though. He's fantastic. I keep him a, 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 a dressing room on side, even through bad times. Yeah. I've been able to keep everybody happy. But though his tactics are bare bottom t- not bottom t- they are mid tier though he's a backroom staff tactician let, he, let him stay in the back and, and boost men moral he don't no, want to be on the side on the touchline i just imagine our early office this how like you know that kind of wheel of fortune kind of circle where you spin and tick 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 yeah. and then stop on one he's had like three formations he up <laughs> he's spin the circle and then he got three five two he got the four one two one two or he got the four two three one though and he just spin it though which i want to all right guys we're trying this today just remember, play for the badge, and they go out there, dog. And uh, another team that I want to, I want to actually take in again. I would have had a little shaky preseason. Hey. It's Bayern. Yeah, I really want to take. I really want to take. And again, you know, preseason is. They signed yeah. Sabitza though. I I so underwhelmed by that. I don't do it more. I like Sabitza, mm-hmm. but like to me, Sabitza is the kind of move that like Arsenal would make. Where you trying to just trying to make some kind of shrewd sign in. To me, them signing Sabitza just feels like if Nagelsmann just going for what he remember. Yeah, you know, he don't sign Upa. Now you sign Nagelsmann. You might as well go and sign Daniel one and, time. And, and you know, you know, it actually have talks. If actually have talks that I'm um, buying, might be buying interested in bringing um Vuna to. You see. To to, to pay see? up, and I feel like. I feel Chelsea get accept any bit this time. No, yeah, I feel like if Chelsea get if Chelsea manage to get Lukaku, I feel like I feel like if somebody come to bid for Vuna, yeah, Gone. go ahead. Chelsea are elbowing us too, you know. Um, I was going on to say though, the thing with PSG is that I can expect them playing to tr- going to play a three-five-two slash fortune-three hybrid. I think no, I on God don't know how they gonna fit Di Maria in the side. Yeah, that's true. That, 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 that's tough part. Uh, like I could see, okay, what I could see is like a four-two-three-one with Di Maria on one side and Messi playing off of Mbappe. I like just letting Mbappe run and he just dominate the ball and and name on the left. And play Marquinhos and Verratti in midfield together, but I don't know. Like I have doubts of Mbappe as a lone striker, but I think that if Messi's being so ball dominant that he just had to make runs all in, yeah, he might just kill it. But uh, uh, and you see, you see that thing where you call it options. It have real options though. I feel Poch can handle options. Fair enough. I feel Poch can't. Handle I also that. think the next thing, and this is what I would go with, was a more three four three five two four three three hybrid where. The three at the back would obviously be Ramos, Marquinhos, and Kimpembe. Yeah. And Marquinhos is fantastic at playing that that hybrid role between a DM and a third centre-back. Yeah. And you have him play there. Then you have Genie. Genie, Jesus Christ. Uh, I, you know, I always forget he went PSG. He's so mad. Though, in my head, I always tell myself... Respect to Genie, though. I always tell myself, hey, boy, you know, Genie. I, I don't know why I keep, I keep forgetting you and went PSG. So, you know what? This reminds me even more thinking about... <laughs> We gotta see Messi and Ramos on the same side. Like yeah, after the better war, it's like Messi and Ramos on the same team. That's gonna that be is actually so crazy weird. though. And how much you want the best dog at some point? Ramos is going to come up and be like, "Oh yeah, Messi's best player in the world." Uh, after probably trade around our agenda for your whole life in the dog. Yeah. But I can see them playing that. I can see them playing with um Di Maria. Sorry, playing with Neymar in behind Messi and Mbappe in a three-five-two, and have Hakimi on one side. And I saw they wanted to sign Theo Hernandez for a long time. Uh, well, but though them men don't care. I see something like them with Koulibaly. 
What? Only nah, one hero? Like how much time I say one, bro? Oh, them, them just, them just say hey, they just wanna, they want to rewrite history, you know. They wanna take that kid, that Kaylee and Bunuchi partnership, and just destroy it, you know. That was crazy. It's crazy. Um, I know that we kind of just wanted to do this part to let you guys know we are back. We are happy to be back. Um, TikTok. I forgot to say that before for the guys that are still here. We're gonna post TikTok every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and that's outside of like if we might post clips from the front shows, that kind of stuff. Uh, if you guys want. Us to do any challenges, anything like that, within reason, obviously. We and I mean, I nearly oppose the embarrassing myself too much. I kind of do it every week as for us now, right? Um, but you never know, we do anything, just send it into the page. Uh, make sure and follow us everywhere. And starting today, because this episode would have been released 10 a.m. every Monday, uh, our website is live. Check out our website, uh, check out all about us, check out the mission statement that we put to you guys, because that means a lot as a message from us to you guys. And uh, yeah, for the first time in a very long time, I'm gonna get to see this vigil. It's nice having you. Yeah, it's a lot of things. A lot of things we have planned, and for them to to follow, just all you have to do is like, subscribe. You have to just follow us on on the different platforms. And on all seriousness, though, we were very inactive on YouTube last year. That is definitely changing this year. We're gonna have a ton, a ton, a ton of content coming out. Really debatable stuff, tactical stuff. You guys are really gonna enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I really enjoy it. I, no, I really look forward to see this. I want to see it, though. Catch you guys next time. See you soon. Take it easy. Later.